On today's show, the return of watching the news with Wadeki, our faithful editor has organized three stories and will decide in a very short statement. Do you hear that, Seb? Whether that's newsworthy or not. I love brevity. Yeah, brevity is the soul of wit. Who said that? Winston Churchill. Come on, your <laughs> favorite. <Shatner. laughs> I look myself in the mirror every morning and say. Brevity is a soul of weird tears. I know, it's a bit too long as a quote. Wait, that's what you say in the morning. I say, ah, oh, shh. If you think the world is a terrible place, you are right. But what's helpful for us, as this, as you, this is established that this is a therapy for all of us. It's a weekly therapy, certainly for Max. That's why we take it to a different level. We make our therapy a segment, which is called What's the News with Wadeki, in which Ben, our in-house reporter, is going to break down, bring up certain news topics in a little slick little little pitch session in the elevator, 30 seconds each. And and the three of us, Max, uh, Seb, and myself, will decide a newsworthy segment, or that's kind of just, I'll just say this, that's kind of like, meh, all right. That's good to know, but I'll I'll forget this in T minus one second. Newsworthy or mad, and so Ben, you've prepared a couple of stories for us. So why don't you hit us? Yeah. So this week has been the week of the robo taxi. Um, it's been extremely busy on the robo taxi front. Um, so to start things off, uh, Alibaba backed AutoX. Um, in celebrated 100 days of its robo-taxi service in the city of Shenzhen, um, releasing a two-hour video of its taxi just driving straight, no picking up and, and dropping off passengers. Um, really nice images of like a couple getting in on their wedding day, uh, which I thought was really interesting. Um, also, just over in Beijing, uh, is it Beidou, uh, launched its first robo-taxi service in Beijing, Although, uh, in Beijing, you still have to have someone there in case of emergencies, which is the not the case in Shenzhen, which is the only city in China that actually has that. And then, just a couple of days ago, Pony AI, which famously uh, came out of Beidou, um, thanks to one of the founders, James Peng, uh, who was a chief architect on their autonomous uh, driving sector, on the arm rather, uh, has partnered with Luminar, and they are attempting to plan to build, release a global robo-taxi fleet by 2023. Uh, Luminar are actually integrating some of their sensors onto the roof, and they're promising that it's only going to be around 10 centimeters, uh, so you don't have one of those garish sensor pods on top of the cars. Uh, overall, uh, gathering pace, I'd say. Um, I've grouped these three stories into one because... There's plenty of stuff going on, and it's all happening over in China. Splitting into two, the robotaxi is cool, but I don't trust. You know, that you just obviously a company is saying we're doing great. We don't have any insight into how it's what's happening, how many issues it's had. You know, good reporting on Waymo taxis in America found people leaving, you know, used needles in them had worker issues, had like all the dirt that people just like pee themselves in the car and all these kind of things. We're not going to get that kind of access in China. Mm. We're not going to get that kind of access from Alibaba. The What I do like is the Pony AI Luminar partnership. Luminar, obviously a LiDAR company. They have gotten rid of the little bobble hat 
that you you kind of associate with lidar cars with just like a little thing on top this is nice and sleek I like, I really it's just, like it's a sexy it. sensor package and this is something mm. we haven't seen before yeah it's just like it actually makes the car look better i think yeah so, i will just uh, say i liked the idea of the cars having a fez uh, previously, um, it reminds me of Rocket League a little bit, just a little Fez driving around. Um, well, I mean, Waymo had the issue. So with theirs, they had the issue that birds would crap on the the little bobble hat sensor, so they had to have a tiny little spray exactly. and yeah. cleaner thing. Now it's a bit more integrated. It's a bit sleeker. It just feels more aerodynamic. I'm a fan of the the look. If if it doesn't make me as conscious that I'm being watched by cars driving past me. So yay, look nay. Well, we story do, yeah I mean, uh it's <laughs> it's it's yeah eh, it's it's a step forward but as we spoke about on the last episode there are so many steps left yeah um and i'll just say this like the the traffic in shenzhen and beijing it's two very different stories shenzhen is ma- they're both massive but shenzhen as far as i my experience the traffic is not that it's bad. a young city um, i mean 40 years ago it was a it, fishing it's, village it's young infrastructures are new I traveled to Dongguan with the Huawei uh, factory, and that it was kind of penless, you know, you really. And the Beijing, however, whole another story. Like they, the traffic, the, the 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 rush hour begins at seven in the morning. It doesn't stop until midnight. Overall, I'll say, Matt, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, I'll have to be in the car to experience it. And, you know, I don't. You know, nice press release, which is all of them. Uh, great, good for photos and 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 little little argument. But I I want to really sit in there to. Uh, to, to actually to, to, to make my judgment on whether this is newsworthy or not. See, I, okay, I like the fact that you said seeing is believing because that's exactly what they did. So what AutoX did is they released two hours of footage. And ex- I, I think it's halfway there. But basically in order to, because, because, because the judgment of these things and how useful they are and how scary they are will ultimately be to the local residents. And uh, releasing two hours of footage, you know, this is how you board a car. There is no driver. This is how you exit a car. Look at these. These are normal people. They're safe traveling there. You know, like, it's meant to assource you and kind of like, yeah, yeah, kind of assource your concerns. They, they, they show, you know, the car going around traffic, you know, like they show it going around like legally parked cars, navigating time spots all of these things of course it's, it's it's far from perfect but you need to see it working before you get into a car that's the thing at the moment it's a big pr project but this is what's necessary at this point in time so and i think can you trust that so you're so you're in yeah i i, I you a, can trust them somewhat obviously like it's just the first step in this acceptance journey but i think it's very very necessary from a from a from a reporting standpoint these three stories were in around about a week of each other if that right and it comes off the back of when we covered Lyft get saying, I'm out. Uber, a couple of weeks before that, saying, I'm out. And these three companies have all said in a week, these things are going on in China. Double and down. Pony, and, and Pony AI as well have, you know, worked in California, but the work they're doing in China is far greater. And the pace that they're going is astounding compared to the Americans, although... Again, I, I just find it fascinating how <laughs> shortly after Lyft said, you know, I'm out, they're doing all this. The news machine spins continue. So, <laughs> up second, we're talking about the real cost of binge watching. So, our listeners who don't know, I spend my evenings alone watching Star Trek The Next Generation on repeat. Oh. 
Tiny oh, Violin. Just, I've recommended some up, more up-to-date series. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will is never. This, wait, watch are you not a fan of Star Trek Picard? I will. I don't talk to me about that blasphemy. Is this a tragic never... story? No, no. This is. <laughs> so me and me and Pikachu watch TNG pretty much most evenings, but the actual environmental cost of streaming high-quality content is massive and. I did, according to this white paper from Interdigital, video streaming accounts for more than 1% of global greenhouse gas emissions. Love this. In relation to the news, a London-based deep learning startup called iSize raised $6.3 million in a Series A funding, which included an investment from former Google CFO Patrick Pichette. I can't... Names are terrible. But I found this fascinating because... The company are trying have actually sat there and go. Actually, there's something we do every day. I I didn't realize how much, you know, emissions wise, all of these streaming has done. And over the past year, we're all sat inside. We're all watching Tiger King, The Boys, you know, whatever. The amount of emissions are out there. We talked at the top off the pod about you know crypto. You know, this is a small but possibly preventable thing. And this startup has gone, we're going to use AI, we're going to do to, to cut it out. And currently, NVIDIA, AWS, and Azure are among the licensees of its technology. And I think this is, you know, we've, we spent an hour talking about a, a tech for, is bad. Actually, this, this could help. This could help me stop polluting the planet while I'm watching TNG alone in my flat with a cuddly Pikachu. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so the idea is, yeah, yeah. So the main idea is that they, they take a video stream and reduce the bitrate without the impacting the actual quality as perceived by a human being. Because this is where we need AI. And actually, this is happening from several uh, sort of like directions, you know, like there's several companies working on this tech. But the key, basically, you ask, well, well we've had compression for a long while. Why, why do you need AI suddenly to do this? Is the human eye aspect of it. It's, it's, it's AI is necessary to make sure that the actual quality of the picture does not degrade as perceived by a human eye because obviously for compu for a computer it's just pixels streams of one and zeros it's technical information they can't see how it appears on screen i i find this story interesting for uh, first of all i will i will talk about the one percent uh figure and i would say that it is probably a wrong estimate because people have been trying to estimate things like power consumption of the internet, power consumption of data centers as a whole, which Sebastian is very familiar with, right? And they just like, and, and, and every time this figure stands at one, two, three percent, and every time some expert comes out and says, guys, this is, what, what have you been smoking? This is bullshit. Um, so I would treat the one, one uh, percent of global power consumption for streaming uh, with, a, with a grain of salt. But yes, it, it, it's true that the, the, the white paper is there and you can actually check it out. But also, I love iSize because I've seen Silicon Valley. And because I know that compression and online technologies go hand in hand. And actually, it's a nice little idea, you know, like we do, it, 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 it does allow you to send less st uh, stuff down the pipe which makes the whole process more efficient, you know, like less less, less power, less money, less everything. So I see iSize as yet another Pied Piper, <laughs> and uh, it's nothing but a good thing. I'm with you on the 1%. I feel like every time somebody does this, is like sensational. You'd be like, do you know you're... So I like the idea. I'm going to use the same, you know, uh, answer for that again. Like, I'll believe it when I see it. When I see it and not noticing it, great, then I'll find oh, this is helping. But just work on it on your own. Don't make me feel bad about 
binging or don't make me feel bad about Ben being alone watching TNG by himself. I don't want to feel, you know, it's fine. Like, you do what you got to do to live. It's not not everything we do all the, all the time are productive is good for the environment. That's a given. And I just feel like I don't like the aspect of like, do you know you could have done better and you should have, you know, you know. I would just suffix that I actually do enjoy my evenings. I, I make it sound I, That's my point. I, I feel no. so sad. No, I think that's my point. Like, I think you should just enjoy it. You shouldn't be able to... You, nobody should be like, I don't want to... You know, the last thing we need... No, I'm a married person, so this doesn't apply to me. But the last thing we need is me, somebody going on a date and somebody was like, do you want to go Netflix and chill? Which I understand means something completely different. But I, but I don't want the, another that person in the party say, do you know you're actually not helping the environment? I, I, don't, I don't need you. Nobody needs you. We don't need that person in our lives. So for that reason, you know, I'm in... Again, I'm in for the progress. I'm in for what they're doing, but I take a hard pass on them trying to make me feel bad about binging Netflix or binging anything for that matter. Because I think there's a lot more other things we could do, honestly, to stop the greenhouse gas. And that's this. It's on the lower end of the the of the barrel. That's that's that that's how I will leave it. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Yeah, I think on on the power consumption side. If, if you want to know how much data centers consume, Jonathan Kumi, Armand Shahabi, your best bet, but it is guessed, guessing. Then the next question is the, the data centers, the storage, the servers, then it's transport. So it's network consumption. Then it's real difference of how close you are to the thing and what you're using. So Wi-Fi uses more power than LAN, but using a mobile data connection uses more power and is more wasteful. Um, so you can't just say streaming, you know, you, the BBC, the Guardian, they do lots of articles, oh, watching a Netflix video is equivalent to consuming a cup of tea. Bullshit, right? If you're right next to the edge facility, the edge node, no. If you're in Scotland and it has to be beamed across tons of uh, miles and miles or you're somewhere in America where they, they didn't bother investing in infrastructure, yes, it, it, it's incredibly different. I think video compression, just compression in general, is a, it's an incredibly dull topic for the average reader and for the average human being but it's so important so i always appreciate when journalists cover it because you know i've had to write about compression before it's really difficult to write about it's really difficult to make interesting at all um so so good job then yay for me <laughs> oh you get a thumbs up yeah thumbs up <laughs> I, get will keep, I get i get to eat tonight <laughs> now we've arrived at our final story of the day Hit us. This final story comes from our good colleague, Lewis Stone, who who lives in Milton Keynes. Um, so it's a very <laughs> close story for him. And Poor guy. It's about robots that can deliver you coffee, specifically Costa Coffee. So Starship Technologies has been testing out using small autonomous robots that deliver food and drinks to you as part of an ongoing trial system. So they're only about 22 inches tall and use 10 cameras to navigate and have GPS and, and sensors as well as small radar. And they've said that they completed about a million deliveries in January across Milton Keynes, uh, as well as a broad branch market in America and a couple of you know universities. I just find it fascinating because for those listeners who don't know, Milton Keynes is this nothing town think akron ohio place. think sheboygan wisconsin um 
Stop crapping out Akron, Ohio. That's like the second <laughs> time I've named Jones was Akron, born. Ohio. It, but it's 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 industrial. It's small. It's only about fifty years old. It's Why not... has it captured imaginations then? Because it's not the sexiest place. No, but it's because it's because it is devoid of of charm. What yeah. what makes English the... towns so charming is that they're Winding completely roads. illogical. Yeah, yeah. they they it's a evolved. Yeah, yeah, they evolved organically over centuries. So these roads were designed for for humans then for carts then for old cars they're not designed like the american grid structure they're not designed like new chinese cities they're just complex living organisms and then milton Keynes comes along built after world war ii and top-down approach you know centralized system so it's really simple so starship and other robot and autonomous companies can go oh we can we can work with this we can't work with the crazy winding roads yet it's just a bunch of squares work. like all mm-hmm. of milton Keynes is a bunch so of very american so yeah. it, the only trouble is because it's so simple, it leads to a lot of gridlock. A lot of a, it's it's basically known as a motor like a traffic jam. And in the most recent elections, um, famously my hometown, uh, Chippenham in Wiltshire, uh, which is a very rural, very very old style town, somebody put a sign up outside the MP's office saying, "Vote Tory if you like gridlock and Milton Keynes." It has a reputation. And while it might be sensible to some, it's an absolute nightmare for navigation for others. Why no? Why Milton Keynes is interesting is because this is not the only self-driving automation project in there. It is generally a hotbed for British autonomous experiments. They have like these tiny like things that that, that are custom made like Google cars, right? The UK has actually has some of these tiny little things of its own that is testing in Milton Keynes. It's it's you got Transport Systems Counterpart Initiative and the UK Autodrive project and a whole bunch of others that are kind of you know some are small small university projects some are a little bigger but it's it's both got the uh the the layout that makes sense for it and because it's got the layout it's also got the best regulatory framework in the uk you've got your best chance to be able to kind of unleash half developed systems on the poor milton Keynes residents who've suffered enough you know the the idea that you can go to milton Keynes and you can get a coffee delivered to you is is amazing you know it's not holly it's not sexy it's like one of the dullest places you will go to and the idea that it's got this exciting piece of innovation going on in essentially what is a bland slate is absolutely fascinating at least to me anyway okay so all right so we're gonna because it's our last story i'll reverse it and i'll all that all that sub go first max go second and i'll be the i'll be the judge of this one okay power I think my problem with with Starship is their robots are too small. It makes sense for a cost of coffee, but it's kind of pointless to bend a quid to have this thing deliver something where either it's close and then you can walk and use your legs, or it's really far away and this like sloppy cold coffee appears. These ro- they also try to pitch it as it can it can deliver Tesco and co-op food. Two shopping bags. What the, no, there's, yeah, it's, it's it's too small. I'm not a fan. It 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 screams if you touch it. Um, not a fan. So. I think that's great. I think I, I, I would just do it. Seb has experience of, of going to Milton Keynes and touching robots. Right. Well, I I just I can see a scenario where you have fifty of these on the streets and a software update goes wrong and they're all screaming, driving along screaming and no one can stop them. And yeah, admittedly, I want to write that article, but I don't want to live in that world. As someone uh, who's lived in a podunk town. I can also see where there's nothing to do for kids. I can also see bored kids in Milton Keynes 
kicking these robots, putting them in canals and rivers. It's going to happen, and they will scream. Well, they will scream, but the one thing I get, don't know, I watch a video. Apparently, they're in UC Irvine. There's actually a security lock on the on the lid of the of the robot, so you can you only order it, you you unlock it when you're sense that your data you're right next to it, and only the person who ordered it, or the, only the, the the merchant can unlock it to load your drinks and food, and the person who unlock it. So that's for the security. Just side, use your AI, use your Amazon drone to deliver a crowbar, and you're good. Okay, so so that's a no. <laughs> it's it's a it's a I, I think it's an interesting story. I'm just not a fan of the robot. So I think it's a yes for the story. It's a yes for Milton Keynes as this interesting little story of, of British robotics development that's, in this case, pushed by a Silicon Valley company. Um, and, and you know, as a nation, we've been far, way behind on pretty much everything else. So it's cool from that perspective. I just really hope this isn't the future of robots. I, I would think that this is not workable if there wasn't a precedent but there is so i think what these things could become is you know uh uber uber bikes jump bikes and and similar projects and 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 and, and pay as you go scooters so the idea that you could just invade a city with these pieces of street technology which are very expensive very complicated but for some reason like you just leave them be and you work through economies of scale and it doesn't matter if somebody throws a couple of them in the canal we have done that this is this definitely works as a business model so those it, did not work for like china well, no, they, is pulping no, tons of smart bikes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no 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 <laughs> but they do they, they, they do it is it, it is a form of transportation available in london there are several networks and it is a convenient service so i'm thinking like if the end game is something like this if Starship just has like a gazillion of these things doing all the small tiny little things and it's workable obviously some of them are going to get lost destroyed become children's play toys I like Starship because it's it's it has become a front runner for this kind of thing. Anybody could have built it, but those guys are clearly further down the line. And I also like that they uh, they were smart enough to target university campuses in the US, which is a natural natural place for these things. In some way, I am not interested in delivering Costa coffee, especially because it's from Costa. Although in 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 the US they do Starbucks there, or whatever, there is, so there it's, is it's the same thing. A single thing that Costa sells that is worthy of being delivered to your home. <laughs> I must or, or I go preface, to the store do or like, pay any money. <laughs> I do like their mango passion fruit coolers. So I'm not buying that part of it, but I am buying the robots on the road part. You know, as Max and, and Seb are alluding to, although one of you are, is kind of a fan, the other one not so much. I want to know what is our package future because I could not stand the fact that there's a mad, massive truck, exactly what you're saying, coming to my door and then just delivering one package for a guy up there. I am only buying for the future that it provides i'm interested in them doing more and i think we should give them this company a little coverage because at least they're doing something a little different because i don't know if amazon drone delivering package is the future i want so anything that's not that i'm interested in so Constantly, this is you know, the counter like amazon something's falling on your head yeah, yeah you know i can see that working for a senior home you know for like old people um our parents i don't know how old they are um, but i'm just saying like for, in florida Sure, you know, um, for some, some, yeah, for for like like an older, you know, if you live in a little safe area, and for some reason you crave Starbucks coffee, or and and I think they also do Pindai Express. I don't know if that's 
do, do, does that turn people on? It doesn't do anything for me. But uh, you know, for some people, for some, if they offer enough services, I I can see the robot being maybe recreate the robot a little bit just to have like a bigger storage compartment, and and it could be a service for you know for multiple people, you know. Again, then now we can also have the conversation about you know what about all the delivery drivers that, that their jobs will take. But uh, I think our argument is our belief is that nobody wants those jobs anyway. So screw them, right, Max? Uh, absolutely, <laughs> screw your trucker friends. No, no, but I, I, I just paradox. wanted to know. Yes, <laughs> the trucker paradox. This is making a return. This is probably uh. the most important story of the bunch because these things look these things look uncanny. They look like nothing you've seen before, and that's, that's something Starship has going for it. So when you see them on the street, you need to know what they are. Otherwise, you might be very confused and might think you're hallucinating. This is why this is an important story. So when you see it, you're not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Milton Keynes and how do I get there? Uh, it, it's about 50 miles northwest of London and about three miles east of hell. <laughs> um, is it north or south of Leeds? Very south of Leeds. <laughs> what? Very south of Leeds. <laughs> I'm bad at UK geography, but you just, you're amazing, Tian. Where can people find you guys online? Why don't we start with you, our faithful reporter who has his job for another week, Shane Watek. Yeah, for at least one more week, you can find me on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to keeping on the next one. And where can people find you, Sebastian Moss? You can find me on Twitter, at Seb Moss, as you'd, you'd like to think. I'd also recommend, if you do like compression, I wanted to say the book, How Music Got Free. A really good book on how MP3 compression changed the music industry and changed everything about the internet and uh where can people find you max smolax uh yeah so um i am yet to go on holiday this year so yeah every single day well working day hopefully on aibusiness.com and on twitter under max smolax with an x at the end because it's funky right the actual the actual surname is ks but i have an x on twitter wow so cool you're so creative man 